And now, back to your regular programming! You've never heard less productive analysis. Heard nationally, it's the Belief in FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. We're back here on the Believe in FCS Football Podcast. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. We're going to be recapping round one of the FCS Football Playoffs. Shocker, we were fucking wrong on so many things. Sean, how are we doing today? Yeah, it looks like we're going to actually have to start putting some respect on some of these teams' names. which One is in particular. Unfortunate for all of us. It's just... <laughs> Uh, it's not like we were even like super disrespectful, but it's. I was be, a little disrespectful. It'd be nice um, to get one. It'd be nice to get one. There's this one dude who's a Furman fan on our YouTube account who, every time that we've picked wrong against Furman and we've like bashed him a little bit, like we try to not be soft about analyzing these games. And this guy, every time I just see his his thing pops up on a comment on an old video, like, oh, can't wait to see what you guys have to say next show. But I'm sure that that's going to happen on this one. So yeah, why anyway. wouldn't it? So for that reason, we're going to spend the least amount of time talking about Furman on today's episode. Um, Can we spend <laughs> a, a, even less time talking about Montana, please. Oh my god, dude, the Montana! Oh my god, I I can't. I'm not even. That's what I was referring to. That, that one is the, I'm not conceding on that one because that was luck. That was absolute pure luck and circumstance, unexpected nature. There was a 99% chance that they were supposed to lose according to the probability uh, uh, evaluator on ESPN. Uh -huh. So I, I don't count that. They're going to lose their next game. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> why are we firing this team up more we have to just be like good for montana and then they'll mm. finally lose yeah i hope coach hawk is using our our clips in, a, in this in the look at what these two guys are saying about you fellas <laughs> this, this, this is what you want your legacy to be look at these two fat jamokes who are, yeah. are, are bashing your team um sean are you betting on monday night football tonight at all are you i oh dude here's the great thing about betting especially betting at betonline.ag uh, here's the best thing. All right. You don't always have to bet. If you have a bad feeling last night's Packers, uh, uh Eagles game, oh. I just stayed away. I just oh. stayed away. And, and, and this is me still advertising the product because you want to bet on games that you want to bet on, not a game where it's just too weird to bet. You got no gut feeling You got You don't have a feeling about it. I, I mean, mm. there's, I love betting UFC, right? I love it. It's the most fun sport I've found. I've had the most fun betting on fights uh, than I have any other sport. I just have well, because it's it's kind of stupid and unpredictable. And like yes. with football, it's if you know the sport well enough, that's what makes it frustrating. It's like I've spent all this time reading articles and listening to podcasts, and you're just like and watching the games, and you're just like, how is this guy? This team has has X, Y, and Z advantage over the other, and we are smart enough to know that, and it never pans out. Fighting, it's just two idiots swinging at each other, right? And whoever taps out first, yeah. So, but there's a lot of times where I don't know the fighters and I stay away, or I don't know the fighters and I just jump on in. And then I have some insanely fun rooting interest. Regardless, head to bet on AG, betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, 
to receive your rewards. Bet online is where the game starts. It, it you don't always have to bet, but it makes the games more fun, is what I'll say. Yeah, I saw that there was some FCS betting that was going on this weekend from some of our listeners, which was really you know fun to see. I saw Kyler was one of the people who was tweeting about it. There are FCS lines on Bet Online, so if you are in a state where there is not a um, you know a DraftKings or a FanDuel. Bet online is the place to go. And I've already yeah. placed a couple bets previously on FCS games where like I really knew the one thing I will say, it's free money because these books do not know how to set lines for these FCS games. It uh-huh. is pure guessing on how to set these lines. So the FCS bets go to bet online if you want to if you want to place those. Uh Sean, I wish I wish I bet Delaware to cover against St. Francis because they beat the damn doors off. St. Francis in their game, which this one was not shocking. Like we sat here and we talked about this as an NEC team, one of the programs that we don't think is deserving to be in the playoff. And uh, they got smoked. They got they, absolutely smoked. 56 to 17, they got dogged. They got smoked and they were the best NEC team to make it out. All right. And that's the point. It's going to be the whatever that means when the when the college football <laughs> expand. I know it, it, when the when the college when the FBS expansion goes to twelve, then you're going to have, you know, you're going to have the Sun Belt winner uh, in it, and it's just it, it's going to be good. It's well, going to be fun, but but that's what we're doing with it. Uh, and the FCS has been ahead uh, all all uh, for the entirety of its uh, um, genesis, basically. It's still a good system having 24 teams in. And if you can't be in the top 24, unfortunately, I've made my peace with it. You got to be able to, you got to be in, in, in the top 24, basically. But Saints yeah. Francis got, got just drubbed in this game. And Delaware said, Hey, we've been Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde all year. We've irritated people all year with some weird losses, but like really some strong wins. And now uh, it's playoff time. We're going to lock in. This was one of the goofier parts of the seeding this year was that Delaware was one of the teams that was handed the easiest opening matchup, but some would argue that Delaware was like one of the last teams in. So like, yeah, I didn't really understand this one. Like you'd think that if Delaware played Montana, I'd be a little bit more understanding, you know, like if like that to me is a, a more fair matchup because, you know, that's two teams that kind of like just barely snuck in. It would have been a hard fought battle, but instead they're playing uh, again a St. Francis team that they're fine. They won their conference, but they're not competitive as competitive as Delaware that beat Navy, who beat UCF. Like this is a really good football team yeah. when they're in stride. And shit, I'm gonna say it. This is like a momentum builder for them. Like, why would you set up Delaware to get this momentum? And regardless of that point, this is great for them. 56 points. Nolan Henderson looks fantastic. Good quarterback play is what gets you to the next round and Henderson is going to be uh, someone to watch each week. If, if they continue a run. Yeah. Good quarterback play. And we'll get to this more with some of the other quarterbacks in the first round here. Good quarterback play, but more importantly, no interception, you know, limiting turnovers, interceptions, fumbles, all that. That is those. Remember when the, when the Packers were making that run in 2011 uh, to the, to the super bowl, Mm -hmm. or it was either 2010 or 2011. And, um, it was the year of there's your uh, uh, championship game dagger. There's your wild card dagger. And it was the Packers defense getting turnovers. I, I For some reason, that's always in my mind. Their defensive backs having an interception or a forced fumble. There's the dagger. And that that that's that's 
that's across all football. It's not just NFL. So if you have a, if you're out there giving away the daggers, then you're not going to make it to the second round. Yeah. Uh, speaking of daggers, handsome Tim Damarat yeah. is done. His his season is done. He had one of his worst performances against UNH. Uh, Fordham fell to the UNH Wildcats. I think is yeah. It tells you how much I how much disdain I have for UNH as a program and having played them. Um, 52 to 42 Dylan Lobb, who is their talented running back had himself a, a stupid day. Like he won them the football game. Laub or Lob. Is it Laub or Lob? You think let's go with Lob. I'm going with Laub. Uh, 424 total yards and four total scores. He was a monster on special teams. Yeah. And he was the guy who it was circulating all over Twitter you know, the high five kick return while he was running down, which is one of the most disrespectful things that you can do to an opponent. And I think that is also a, a sign of pure dominance in a circumstance like that. Uh, Dave Marat, though, to that point, one of his worst performances, I think it was his lowest passing total of the season, yeah, was picked off like twice. Yards. Yeah. yeah. Which, which is right. It's weird to say that, yeah. like, lowest passing total. He still threw for um, 300 yards, but the two picks – doesn't help and in a close game like this interceptions lose you a game yeah it's the 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 this show tends to somehow find its way to gravitate towards certain guys and it, it was bailey zappy uh when he was at uh houston baptist formerly houston baptist uh this year's been tim demerat houston uh, christian uh, yeah not currently houston christian yeah. um so it was a uh it's kind of bummer to see our boy get bounced, even though he doesn't know who we are and could care less. He's going to know who we are. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm going to get him on the show. Oh, you, how are we, we going to do that? We're going to be too starstruck. Dude, I'm getting him on this show. <laughs> I, you don't understand. I'm getting him on this show. Like, I'm going to have to wear sunglasses or something. I, I can't look that man in his eyes. There's only been one. I can't think. Can you think of another player this season that we've been? We had Bailey Zappi on when we were obsessed with Bailey Zappi. We yeah. had on. Um, who did we have? Oh, we had Cole Johnson on and we were obsessed with Cole Johnson. And then this year, the guy that we're obsessed with for a really weird reason <laughs> Actually, well, it's dude, not weird. He's, he's handsome. Just, he's a good-looking dude. He's, he, he throws bombs. He's been like the – he's probably going to – look, before the championship game, we'll tally up all the fat stats guys, and we'll, we'll get the actual yeah. winner, and then we'll we'll make it all fun and nice, and it'll be it'll be fun. Uh, but, you know, he's going to be in contention for that. He just had that type he's of season. Yeah. <laughs> I think you might like him more than I do. <laughs> I do. I, th I think if we have him on, we should ask him just like – like men's health questions, like how do you groom your your yeah. mustache? Just like stuff like like nothing football related. Why does just... your skin look so much better than ours? <laughs> Why? How about that? <laughs> what's your uh, what's your workout regimen like? What do you like? Can, yeah. you, can you give me a breakdown of like your what's your daily diet? Like I, just, I, I need it's to just up to the strength coach. I'm just he's just gonna be that's what we're gonna get. <laughs> I'm sending uh, him a DM as we speak. Continue your thoughts on this reg game, though. regardless. UNH. They put up 52, which we expected them to put up. Uh, I expected them to put up some points against this Fordham defense just because it's a Fordham defense. And I didn't expect them to get a 50 burger hang on, hung on them. Uh, Fordham 42, that, that's pretty uh, uh, on par for them this year. But UNH showed up. This Dylan, Lo uh, Dylan Loeb kid, uh, he, uh, 
it was his day. It was his day. And that uh, that kick return Joe mentioned, I think it was just like a pass or a handoff for like 75 yards. Just broke away from the defense. So it was a team. It was a game where UNH and that team wanted it a little bit more. And I know it's a playoffs and everybody wants it a lot, but there's an intensity you play with to win playoff games. Obviously, this is not from experience, but just from knowing. Uh, so UNH played with that intensity and. We'll see. They, they, it's frustrating to see if they, if they'll carry that on to the second round. It's tough mm-hmm. for me to say they will because it's UNH, uh, but it's all these CAA teams are Jekyll and Hyde's man. So we'll see if they carry it over. But right now, just be happy. It was a good win, and it was an intense win. I'll say for UNH. And I think what we talked about going into this game was really spot on that, that Tim is a great player and one of the best in the FCS. And I don't know if he's a finalist for the, the Walter Payne off the top of my head that I don't like to check that stuff until it's like close. Cause I know that there's a little bit of movement with that and how that pans out. But we talked about how they have so many holes in their secondary and so many issues uh, with the quality of athletes that they have that yeah. they weren't going to be able to match up with UNH. And that showed up. And I still firmly believe that that is going to show up against Holy Cross. And that's something that we're going to talk about. This is pretty good proof that they can hang with Holy Cross and they very likely could beat them as well. Uh, Sean, the first game that we were really, really wrong about. Holy shit, Gardner Webb. What the... Apparently they've got this nickname, the running bulldogs. And I, I knew nothing about them because they were six and five, uh, you know, a, a team that made it because they won their conference. And it was like a very yeah low record conference battle to make it out of the big South, but they beat Eastern Kentucky, who was a really good team this year. And it all came behind the efforts of, of Nari Gaither, who had 245 yards and two touchdowns. I don't think this is sustainable. Uh, I don't see this as a team that's going to go on a run, but like shit, man, like this is props to them. Hell of a performance. Are we ready to make a claim that it's not sustainable? Yes. I mean, honestly. Yes. I'm gonna, wait, let me pull up the bracket really quick. I'm just saying that's, we're not doing fat stats this show because there, there were a, a couple really Nari Gaither and, and Dylan Lowe are the fat stats. All right. I know we're playing uh, William and Mary next round. Uh, God, look, that's a William and Mary box score. That's a William and Mary type. If that, it, it, they might keep it closer with William and Mary than we expect. They might. I, I know, I know, like I know. This is I a know. great game and I'm, it's I'm happy for them that they got a, a playoff win, which Joe, is so hard it. to do. But I don't, I don't, I don't think that they can hang with William and Mary. There is a talk about a, a talent gap. There's a huge difference. Joe, I get it. I don't, I understand. But you don't just sneak into 52 points in the playoffs. You just don't. It's really hard to to, to sneak to just luck your way into 52. You can luck your way into 21. But I Eastern Kentucky was a good team. I have a lot more confidence in William and Mary's defense against Gardner Webb than I would against uh, against Eastern Kentucky. I think it's I think it's so different. It's and we'll talk about it on the preview show. I, but I think so. there's a there's a difference. Um, all right, we're we're kind of paying our dues here on the incorrect picks that we had. This one we did get right. Weber wins thirty eight. To 31 over North Dakota. Josh Davis is finally back 
and in full swing as he got a ton of touches and had a big game alongside his his backmate Damon Bankston. Um, are they just deciding to hold off on on getting Josh Davis out there? And now they're like, all right, Josh, go off, brother. It's all you. Is that what this is happening here? I re- I refuse to try to understand Weber State. I refuse. Yeah. I am. I am. I'm abstaining. I am. I am. I'm not going. <laughs> I, I am. I'm a Weber State celibate. That's that's what I am. I am not. I'm not going to try to know what they're going. What they have going on. A lot on. of people in Utah are celibate. Oh, so. funny guy. <laughs> oh, funny <laughs> guy. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, it, it, they. <laughs> They they win games, they win good games, they lose games, and they have close losses. It's it's a team that just frustrates the hell out of you. And if Weber State lost to North Dakota at the same score, would either of us have been truly shocked? No. No, I don't think so. That's the That's the complexity of this team, is that... We're not shocked that they won. We wouldn't have been shocked if they if they lost. So this is going to be the most volatile team in this playoff because the playoffs because they have the talent, they have the the grittiness, they have everything that you need to have. But are they going to go out and play the game? And they did. Good for them in the first round. Keep it up because you can be competitive with every anybody. Weaver State, you can. You're competitive with Montana State. You were competitive uh, all across the board all year. Do that. Don't do any weird shit. I will say seeing a game like this from Josh Davis and them just being able to pull out this secret weapon in a way, because I I, I don't think he was, he was barely available this year. And like yeah. a lot of the write-ups that I read was like, Hey, yeah. Remember Josh Davis? Well, he completely popped off against North Dakota and they ran all over them. And I know that they only won by a score, but that sustainability on the ground is always dangerous when you can run effectively with multiple running backs. And that has been Weber's calling card this season. Like yeah. they've without Josh Davis, they've been a really good rushing team. So to get him back into the mix, they're even more dangerous. And that was honestly a, uh, a like a wild card that I don't think we really considered when we did our, our bracket predictions. So no, we didn't I, say his name once. Watch out, Montana State. I'm going to say it right now. Watch out. This is a like they're on upset watch, and we're going to talk about it in the preview show. But I think they legitimately are on upset watch with him coming back and being healthy. They okay. It's not a super hot take, not a super hot take, mm-hmm. but it's nice and warm. It's I just got out of the mm-hmm. you know it's it's a 45. I'm not I'm not cold cold, but I'd love to get in some 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 heat. You step in your house. It's not like you got a fire going, but just like ah, here we go. Now I'm comfortable. This is a nice warm take. King analogy over here with the okay. with the uh, heat. It doesn't out. need to be king analogy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean. All right, now here's where we we kind of shit the bed. Uh, Montana. <laughs> actually, you know what? You know we didn't shit the bed. <laughs> Southeastern Missouri shit the bed up twenty four to three at the half. And I, I like peeped at this score. I'm like, oh, we were right. We were so right that Montana didn't belong. And they're getting not only losing, but getting dogged by what was considered to be a lesser opponent. You know, a team yeah. with a, from a worse conference, with a worse resume. That was like the, the whole counterpoint from the Montana fans this week. And Montana fucking storms back 
with like special teams touchdowns and all these like long, big explosive plays and scores sure. 31 unanswered points to win 34 to 24. I'm going to sit here and say it. No one could have predicted this. Nobody in their right mind. And I don't want to hear a single goddamn person that watching this game and said, oh, Montana's going to go on a run and they're going to finish this game out down 24 to three. No, we've watched them go down and then completely lay an egg and, and take it, especially the way that they did against Montana State. This is unprecedented. And I hate that they have momentum, but I don't have any faith in them against North Dakota State, which I know that you Montana fans are going to hate to hear. Uh, and get uh, pissed off about. They can get pissed off. It's just annoying. It's annoying. You Simo had the chance to prove us right, and they just they they blew it. Yeah, they made us look like fools and goofballs for saying that Montana didn't deserve to make it as a four loss team. All right, or a five hundred team. They made us look like fools and goofballs. I don't. We make ourselves look like that, not other teams. All right, that's what. If Joe's gonna make a Utah uh, Mormon joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then not uh, that that's that's foolish goofball behavior. All right. I am not Montana uh, coming back in, in, in a miraculous fashion uh, and having all the Montana fans listeners. I know you're there. I know you're there. Just sitting there, just just <laughs> being just stewing all week. These guys don't know nothing. We're going to show them. Go Grizz in the game. They should have been in not not in a uh, 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 Bozeman. Not. Yeah. Go screw. We're the underdogs. You're not the underdogs. You're not the you're underdogs, not. Montana. You come from a huge conference. You're not, you're not the underdogs, and you're trying to be. And that is what is killing me because now a good team like that, the team itself has that mentality. They might be able to do something. And they did something in the first round. Congratulations. But for the sanity of the show, maybe, maybe don't make it past this round. Right, the sanity of this show. They're gonna like pull off some stupid game against North Dakota and I'm North Dakota State. I'm gonna be so upset. But, dude, Sean, the thing for me with this though is that the elitist argument that put them in by the committee was, oh, you know, they're they weren't that good this year, but they play in the Big Sky and they play some hard opponents, so that's why they deserve to be in and quality of team, yada yada yada. It's like the same thing. If in an expanded field for the FBS, if Alabama, actually it's not comparable to Alabama, but like if, like if Tennessee had like a crappy year or like Ohio state had a crappy year and you just threw them in because like, Oh yeah, you know, they, they didn't have a great year this year, but you know, they're still in the, from, from the big 10, you know, like we kind of have to put them in because they played some tough opponents yeah. and they show up against a big 12 team that's undefeated or a one loss big 12 team and just dog them like this. It's just infuriating because I hate them being proven right. That the, the, the argument of and the everybody being, yeah, the better conference is why that they should have been put in. And it, it's annoying that, 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 that they they have something to point to. And even if they get their asses kicked by North Dakota state, they're still going to have something to point to. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, but what, I mean, <sighs> I, they're not really are they the villain this year yes yes they are the villain there is not a bigger <laughs> villain than montana football there will never be a bigger villain uh, uh speaking of villains blake Rafino, my co-host on the actually the host and i'm his sidekick on the sec show uh spent some time to to uh to show up on our stream yesterday to bring up the 
Southeastern Louisiana victory. And, and Blake played at Southeastern Louisiana, and I was giving him shit the whole week because, like, I wanted I wanted Rhode Island to make it in over them. Um, and at the same time, I really like Coach Eck and what Idaho has done this season. They end up beating the Vandals 45-42. to 42. Blake, congratulations. We were wrong. I will sit here and be the first to admit it. Basically what happened, though, Zai Alexander had a pick six to seal the game when this thing was close, and then Idaho had a chance to tie it and missed a late field goal uh, on some you know rough field conditions or, or what have you. I don't think there's a lot to read into this because like both these teams were, were were pretty even matched, and I was saying that Idaho could be a potential upset team, and you can't count on Selah. You just can't. No, they've been there before. Uh, and Idaho, I guess uh, uh, another fat stat I'll mention from this game, uh, wide receiver Hayden Hatton, nine catches, 209 yards, one touchdown. They put it all out there uh, th- this week. I mean, they didn't they didn't even do that poorly on the ground, 122 yards on the ground, uh, but that southeastern Louisiana uh, rushing attack, no joke. They had four touchdowns rushing and 224 yards. Uh, Cephas Johnson the third stepped up in a big way. Uh, with uh, no turnovers uh, passing, which is huge for them. It, it was just turnovers, man. That's what it is. Uh, Giovanni McCoy, two picks. Cephas Johnson, the third, no picks. What do you turnovers. think? Turnovers. You look at it, it's turnovers. And, and and I don't know if we were necessarily rooting for Idaho. They were just a good story this year, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Is that is that? Yeah, because again, I I've been really high on Coach Eck, and I've loved the the things that he's done. So he's been somebody who's been really easy to root for. Yeah, it, it was a good story, and like Selah's just always been there. So that's yeah. kind of where the disappointment comes into play. It's impressive that they won another one, uh, another playoff game this year. It is because mm-hmm. all year they've kind of been under my radar, uh, and uh, here they are going in the second round. So. Uh, it's impressive, good for them, uh, and then especially without uh, Cole Kelly, which we were staunchly pessimistic about how they would do this year without that quarterback. And look at them. They're doing the thing. Yeah. Berman 31, Elon 6 is one of the more frustrating scores to see, and the, the Furman fans um, politely let me hear it, and they they told me that that I was wrong, again, justified, Tyler Huff, 233 yards, had a decent game. The bigger impressive portion of this is Elon's defense that sacked McKay four times and then held Furman's defense that sacked McKay four times and then only allowed 77 rushing yards. So Furman's defense is, is legit. They're really, really strong, and we had some concerns about Elon. Again, I'm one of those teams that like I don't think really should have been in it over Rhode Island, but here they are, and they got embarrassed. Uh, again, props to Elon. Not only did you win, but you won in a dominant fashion to embarrass your opponent. Yeah, the Furman defense was no joke. Uh, two fumbles recovered, uh, none for Elon. So there's the turnover battle right there. Uh, and they just showed up. They showed the hell up. And it's tough to, it's tough to beat a, a, any team like this. Furman, if you can go and, and go against Elon, who... As much as we're like, oh, Rhode Island, Elon, Rhode Island, Elon. Rhode Island might have had a tough time with this Furman team with how they were playing. They might have. Maybe less tough, but that mm. is a strong, strong win. You have to I don't, yeah, I don't wanna I don't want to go down that. Yeah, I don't want to go know, down that rabbit I know, hole. You, I know you don't, but still, it's a uh it's a good win for Furman. Uh I don't 
I don't mind seeing Elon get bounced personally. Uh, it, it kind of is like, oh, hmm, see ya. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we're supposed to be national. We're supposed to be a national <laughs> across the board, unbiased. But whatever. We're so biased. What are you talking see ya, about? Elon. This see isn't. Ya. This isn't. I know. Uh, I know. We have never been unbiased. I screamed about how much I hate USC on the FPS pod. Like, I don't. That's true. <laughs> tough. <laughs> anyone has a problem with it, tough. This isn't This isn't uh, Fox Sports. This is it's tough. <laughs> Talk about biased. <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> I mean, this was a huge, this game was one on the ground for Furman. Mm-hmm. 251 yards on the ground that gave up 77. That's too, that's too big of a gap. You can't beat that gap. There was a massive gap between Richmond and Davidson. Holy oh shit. We talked we, we talked the whole week about how actually we didn't even talk that much about it. Let me re, let me rephrase that. Davidson sucks. 41 to nothing to Richmond. And I that was like one of those where we said it that they didn't really belong and that they were going to get their asses kicked and uh-huh. I wish St. Thomas could have been there but they're not allowed to be because they're transitioning up. But uh, Davidson, man, nothing, no, no, no yeah. uh, effort, no intent. I ran into a, a a guy I played football with in high school very briefly that was a um, offensive lineman at Davidson for a brief period of time, and we were talking about this game, and I'm like, "You guys are gonna get your asses kicked," and he's like, "Yeah, you're probably right," and he kind of admitted it. That's not a good Ooh, sign. That's really not a good sign. Davidson stinks though. Like I don't think there's any analysis here. No, Dinsky's great. They blanked it. Yeah, this was a, a cakewalk. Jeff, definitely. Uh, I mean, if it's how do you have a buy-in game in the playoffs <laughs> or, or a pay-for game, whatever? Not a buy-in, but you know what I'm saying. Pay-to-play game. Pay-to-play basically is what it looked like. And God, that was a bloodbath. You, whatever. Find your stride, Richmond. Make it interesting. Make it interesting, Richmond. Go ahead. Yes. See, this is how little I want to talk it's about. It's the, the most distracted show in in, in podcasting. <laughs> yes, uh, at Joe Delio at Sanderson Radio. Everyone, thank you for tuning in. Uh, the preview show will be a lot more exciting for the next round because there's going to be a lot better matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you hit subscribe if you are not already, and so you don't miss out. We will be back with more. And thank you, everyone who tuned in. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube